The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. 44-year-old single mother, theatre manager and Zumba teacher Celine Garvey started to feel unwell in December of last year. The doctors diagnosed her with a variety of issues including pleurisy, blood clots and menopause but after fighting at every stage she eventually found out in February that she had cancer. Our reporter Laura Donnelly visited Celine in Nace in County Kildare where she explained how it all began and how she broke the news to her nine-year-old daughter Eleanor. When I went to the doctor originally, they thought it was from an old injury, horse riding, pains in my shoulder, pains in my right side, did all those checks, grand. And they did check me in summer. And then they said, your brutes are fine, everything's grand. Come December, that I had pleurisy, pleurisy, in inverted commas. Three different doctors checked me and they all said, it has to be pure pleurisy. One of them said to me, might be a clot in your lung. So we went to A&E, nothing there. And he said, well, there's, there's a slight discrepancy in your bloods, but there's nothing that we can really see. Pleurisy again. Another emergency doctor just went, here's a steroid, you'll be grand, off you go. And that week was the week I had the best week ever. I felt great. Because steroids are a miracle worker. They're, they lie to you. They make you think you're fine. But they're lying. You're not fine. And then I went really downhill and said to my doctor, I feel something under my ribs. When I'm stretching, teaching Zumba, there's something there. It feels like a rock. And she felt it and I could see in her face. Yeah, I feel something. And she was brilliant. And she's the nicest doctor you'll ever meet. And uh, she said to me, we'll check this out. And I said, like, I'll go private. I'll pay for everything. I got a private, I got a mammogram that I pay for as well. And I got something else as well. An MRI on my shoulder, which there is arthritis in. So there was something in my shoulder. But the shoulder pain was actually coming from the liver. So in my liver is a 13 centimetre lesion, which is like the equivalent of an orange. It's not small. I could take it out and throw it at you. I wouldn't do that. I'm a nice person. But like it's it's big. Once you once you put like a visual if you tell people visually what it's like, it's in diameter. When I've spoken to a lot of other cancer survivors, people going through it at the minute, they say the word lesion comes up all the time, you get sick of hearing it. But you're not a statistic, so don't Google. And at the end of the day, we are a number in someone's book right now. If you go into a doctor, you're a number blah blah blah. It's really hard to to get yourself your own identity. Because you lose it a bit. Because everybody looks at you and does this. The head tilt thing. Nobody held it. Stop this. We don't like it. Well, I don't. It's the side of it. It's because they see cancer now. I'm not. I'm still Celine, who's a bit mad, as you can tell. I ended up in A&E again. This is my fourth trip, which is why it's taken me so long to meet you. Platelets are low. Now I'm on blood thinners because of the clot that I ended up having. When Central Parks ended up at a clot, knew there was something wrong, came back, ended up in A&E. And, now, and then I was injecting myself with uh, blood thinners. Still on that blood thinner, because clots also come with cancer. You get cancer, you get everything else with it. Your body starts to shut down in little ways. It needs a bit of extra support. I take eight tablets in the morning. They keep me going through the day. You have me out at the best point of the day, which is around midday. 11 to 2 is really good. By 4 o'clock, I turn into some kind of antichrist. I need a nap. And I get back up with my daughter and I play. I'm trying to give her joy. I'm trying to give her really special moments that she remembers. And she's constantly telling me how much she loves me. And she wants to hold me up, pull me up before I get down, because she knows my legs are gone. Well, Laura, it sounds like a hell of a journey to get to the bottom of the whole thing. Yes, Pat. And just to say, if you're hearing birds and children in the background, we sat out in the garden to keep Celine safe and at a distance from me, just in case. Anyway, Celine's had to put so much time and energy into getting the help she so badly needs. And that was just the start of it. Here's a little more. I ended up A&E for a week. 
which was traumatic because I, I really thought I was dying. Nobody was telling me anything. I was sitting in a tiny little room on my own and I had this fear come over me. I call them doom days now, where I'm sitting there going, I'm about to die right now and I haven't told anybody. I need to ring my mum and tell her I'm going to die. <coughs> and I didn't, <coughs> in the end, I just calmed myself down. I was in a room on my own. I shouldn't have been because I was too upset. I managed to get through that and they told me about the lesion. Reliver biopsy is extremely painful, it wasn't nice. And then in February, I was there going, I, I'm here weeks now and nobody's told me anything. And I rang my own doctor and she said, has nobody told you? So I went into her and she then told me, it is cancer, I've known. There was a miscommunication between, listen, it happens. We've all done it. We've all had a moment where you forgot to send something or mm -hmm. forgot, but when it's cancer, forget to tell somebody. And then she told me, and then immediately after that, the department was ringing me going, so have you, you been contacted by us? And I'm like, no. Nobody has told me. I'm finding out now because I made an appointment to see my doctor to find out that I had cancer from her who'd known a week. Now, I'm actually not blaming anyone and I want that put out there because I'm not blaming anyone. They're understaffed, overworked and they don't have the time for everything. And I'd say it's clearly a case of that was in a file and it just was going through files and they missed my name. And I don't blame anyone because, listen, I work in a crazy job, you work in a crazy job. It's go, go, go. And you do miss things from time to time and you have to be able to go, sorry, hands up, I missed it. They got straight on my case. I got then into oncology and ACE and it was boom. They've got every test for me. So next, I finally got a phone call from somebody who set the, the wheels in motion. But they needed a plan. So the plan was to basically analyse it, find out what it is, find out where it came from. And when they did all that, they found out that they didn't know where it came from and that was a bit unnerving. They don't know where it's come from. So they told me I have carcinoma of unknown primary cup. It's stuck in my liver, but it's not an actual liver cancer. So I have an infect I have cancer in my liver, but it's not liver cancer. They look at the fact that it, they had a marker for bile duct cancer. They treated that, but that wasn't working. And that, I'm so lucky there because I got an infection, ended up in hospital, and they realized it's not working. Then they moved on to now treating it as gallbladder cancer that's in my liver. So that's where we are now. And this, this, this treatment's very different. It's made me bloated. My hair's fallen out a bit. That's why I shaved it a bit, you know. I'm a little nauseous, all that kind of jazz. All of the, this normal stuff that you hear a cancer patient saying. But the lethargic feeling is my jelly wall. You press into it and you can't move. When I stand up, I stand up slowly as I'm pressing against the wall. And we're now into March because they started chemo as soon as they could from December to March. How short a period is that? Because it was so big, they needed to move on it. There's no, I can't tell you a definite of what's next, because I don't know. They're going to try this new chemo, see if that does anything. If that does nothing, we will look into more experimental treatments. I may end up going abroad, and that's again where the fundraising comes in. Now, Laura, it's incredible to think that you can forget to tell somebody you've got cancer. Absolutely. But I have to say, I'm blown away by Celine. I used to work with her 10 years ago. I remember her then as being bubbly and positive. And it was so nice to see that when I met her recently, that despite everything she's fighting and has fought, she's still got all that positivity. She's actually blogging about the experience as well. I did a very open and honest one the other day where I'm very bloated and somebody said they found it hard to watch. That's the point, because it is not easy and it is hard to watch. And it's hard looking at yourself in the mirror because I'm going, geez, what's happened to my face? What's happened to my body? Why am I so bloated? Why can't I stand up anymore? When I bend down, I need help. And it's cancer. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all comes back to that one big C word that nobody ever expects they're going to get. Yeah. So watch yourself.
get yourself checked. Don't be freaking Irish about it and say, ah, sure, I'd be grand. Now, Pat, I mentioned I met her 10 years ago and at that time she was pregnant with Eleanor. I asked Celine how much a nine-year-old understands about mammy being sick. I think about death a lot and death is the thing that got me really scared at the start because I'm not really afraid. It's just more I don't want to leave my daughter alone. Yeah. She's just so gorgeous. She's so full of love and I do get upset at the idea of leaving her alone. Um, but it's more like what happens I've had to write my will which I had done anyway but now I had to rewrite it because I'm worried that I might go any day because they can't give you a time there's no time on this and having to come to terms with that is the hardest part especially if you're in the middle of the night it's dark you're sitting there on your own and you're looking at a wall going I could be gone and one of the days I didn't want to go to sleep because I thought I was going to die that night. I didn't. I'm here and uh, I'm still upright. But what I did do was come up with a really good plan for what I want to happen when, for when I die, which is I want to be cremated and put in little glass jars and given to my friends. And I want them to put me places that reminds them of me. If they need more than one, that's fine. They might have to pay a fiver. <laughs> Seriously, I, that's the plan is to actually do that. So then they can take me throughout the world as I love doing. I love travelling, I love seeing things, I love seeing people. One of my friends is like, you're going to have to give me a bucket of you. Because it's the only way it's going to work. I have so many places to bring you. One of them says she's going to get me tattooed. You know the way you can put ashes in ink? She's going to get me tattooed on her. And I decided the best way to face it was to actually face it. To just deal with it. That's how I've dealt with it. I know what's going to happen now and that's fine. And Pat, Celine spent a bit of time preparing to tell Eleanor. And as you'll hear now, Eleanor is just as strong as her mum. I had actually planned on a certain day I was going to tell her. So there was this Thursday, I remember it being a Thursday, I suddenly got really tired and decided I'm not doing it. But she started asking me, she said, what is it exactly that's that you have? Because I told her already about the port, I have a port that the chemo goes through, it's a little bump on your chest here. Um, I told her about all the bits, how sick I was. I told her everything in a very calm way, you know, like, yes, I am sick. Yes, I'm going to be in the hospital, but I'm still going to see you. Nanny and Linda would be the ones she had to stay with and she was fine with that. Uh, she knew as well I was going to take loads of medicine, I'd be very tired, she'd have to help me out more, things like that. And that was all fine, but she needed a word and I knew she knew the word. Every child knows the word and they associate it immediately with death. So I said, well Eleanor, what I have is cancer. I said, do you know that word? She says, yes. And I could see her eyes starting to well up. And she went, does that mean you're going to die? And I said, well, at some, pay, at some point in life, everybody does. I said, you live, you die. What has happened here is we have something that nobody else has, the opportunity to live now. I said, so we can just go and have fun. I'm going to actually have time off work. I said, isn't that great? You know, you'll be able to hang around with me when we're finished school in the summer and we can do things together. I said, and if eventually I do get oofed, we'll have done so many things, it'll be cool. I said, isn't that good? She said, yeah, that's really good. And she told my sister afterwards that she decided in that moment not to cry. She decided in that moment not to cry. She did cry later and we've had many moments when she's cried. And she just gets worried when I have to go into hospital. So like the other day when I ended up in because of my platelets being so low, she was devastated. She was bawling down the phone at the people in oncology. Don't take her in hospital. And that was hard. It was telling her was one of those moments and I'm glad it happened the way it did that she actually came out and asked the question. Because then I didn't have time to 
to get upset myself thinking about it. And we didn't. We had a big hug and we had some chocolate because why not? I, f- I just feel so cheesy though. I've turned into one of those things that you're flicking through on Facebook and like, oh, isn't life so beautiful and wonderful? It feckin' is. I wake up in the morning and go, oh, another day I'm alive. Isn't that a good thing? I'm alive today. My goodness, what an extraordinary woman is Celine Garvey. She's and incredible. An extraordinary daughter as well in Eleanor. Now, there are loads of events being organised by many of Celine's friends in the arts. And if you want to check out what's going on, uh, Google Celine's Cancer Quest. And it's all there. And Celine is actually listening to us, I believe, at the moment. So good morning, Celine, and stay well. Laura, thank you very much for that report. That's uh, our reporter, Laura Donnelly. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.